Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you very much, Jay, and welcome, everyone, once again to Are You Listening? right here from the International Gospel Hour. It is good to have you, and oh, do we have a wonderful study ahead of us, based on this beautiful text. Listen, Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. What a great text of promise and assurance. Forgiven? Covered? No iniquity and no guile? How beautiful! Would you like to know more? Let's think about that in a moment. Speaking of knowing more... Maybe you have a question you would like to hear discussed on the International Gospel Hour, a biblical question that you've wondered about. We are always looking for good suggestions and questions and will gladly consider yours. We will withhold your name. Don't worry about that. We would just like your question. Here's all you do. Please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and send us your question. We appreciate all of our listeners and thank you for your interest in spiritual things. Again, please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and send us your question. And now, our lesson text of Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. It is very appealing and a blessing to man. It builds and grows for man's goodness. It tells us how the one that rebels and revolts against God can be forgiven. And when forgiven, one walks in the light and one's confessed sin continues to be covered. The Lord cannot impute or, if you will, compute or add up what He has forgiven and forgotten. Praise be to God. Punishment will not come upon His obedient children. And the faithful child of God continues to grow by not returning to a life of deceit or rebellion, and he grows each day. Thus, one is blessed due to the forgiving grace of our Lord upon obedience to Him. One need not walk in sin nor live apart from our Lord due to His almighty love and His grace. Consider how blessed man truly is. And let's ask ourselves, what possibly could be greater to keep us from God's forgiveness and mercy? That is astounding to me, dear listener, and I'm sure it is quite puzzling to you how people can see what God has provided to forgive man of the blight of all time that is man's sin. This passage from Psalm 32 teaches us His beauty and His blessing upon us. We are truly blessed individuals. Here's why. Individuals that are forgiven. We're blessed because transgression is forgiven. That's the first part of verse 1. 
Transgression is the Hebrew word pronounced pashah. According to Strong's Hebrew and Chaldee Dictionary, it means to break away from just authority or to trespass, apostatize, or quarrel, to rebel or to revolt. Quite simply, it means this. We break away from authority. We have nothing to do with God as in this text. You know, when we think about the word transgression, we're reminded in 1 John 3 and verse 4 that sin is transgression of the law. That means we break away from the authority of God. We have nothing to do with God. That we are going to live our lives separate and apart from God with no acknowledgement of Him at all. I mean, we would be living a life that we would come to a point to where we would probably think we're so bad God can't forgive us. But you see, the individual is blessed because transgression is forgiven. God will forgive the transgression of man. That although man may rebel against God, God will forgive if we will but obey. Forgiveness is that pardon from transgression. Listen to these great promises. In Hebrews 8 and verse 12, the latter part, I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. We even note that in a prophecy of Jeremiah 31, verses 33 and 34. Isn't it wonderful that when God forgives, He forgets? That's important, as we'll see in a few moments. Forgiveness is a pardon from transgression. When an individual is obedient to the gospel of Christ, their sins are washed away, as we learn in Acts 22.16. Remember when Ananias told Saul, Why do you tarry? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. What a beautiful thought to have our sins washed away, and when they're washed away, they're gone. Listen to the prophet Micah in Micah 7, verses 18 and 19. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. A person that has clearly not lived according to God's word This is a person that is a rebel, one of revolt. How blessed that he can be forgiven. I mean, dear friends, he is about as bad as bad can be. He is in a front seat in a vehicle heading straight to a devil's hell. He doesn't care. But when he comes to his senses and he embraces God's teaching grace of salvation and he obeys the gospel of Christ, No matter how bad or what he has done, he is forgiven. History will teach of the hideous nature of murder of Jeffrey Dahmer. How Jeffrey Dahmer took lives of individuals and how grotesque it was to see what he would do with those individuals. When he was put into jail for his crimes, a dear individual wrote him about a Bible study. And he began to study the Bible and eventually obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Someone can ask, was he forgiven of all that? Yes, he was, dear friends. 
That's how great our God is. If God can bring forth a worldwide flood to destroy this world and to cleanse off the sin, if He can raise His Son from the dead on the third day, dear friends, He can forgive your sin and mine. He is great. He is the Almighty. He is the forgiving God. Or as our little children sing in vacation Bible school, My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Secondly, back to our verse. Verse 1, Whose sin is covered. Man is blessed because his sin is covered. Now, that's self-explanatory. When transgression is forgiven, one's sin is covered. One is continually forgiven if he remains obedient unto God. That's the teaching of 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Listen to what John writes to the Christian. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. Now again, dear friends, this is a text that is written to Christians, those in fellowship with John, the Father and the Son, Christ Jesus. We see that in verse 3. And to those that were in fellowship, who were already practicing the truth and already in fellowship with Christ, as we note in verse 6. Dear friends, what a beautiful thought that our sin is covered. You see, the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. But if we say we have no sin, when we deceive ourselves. But in verse 9, what does John say to the Christian? To confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That we confess our sins daily, for we do fall short of what God would have us to do. And we confess our sins, knowing that that blood of Christ continues to cleanse us as Christians. Let's think about covering of sin. You know, dear friends, the blood of Christ is the only way to cover sins. There's no other way to do that. We learn that through the Old Testament. You know, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 12, Adam tried to cover up his sin by telling God it was the woman that God gave him that caused him to sin. You know, that is astounding to make that accusation. But, of course, Adam could blame anyone else, but he could not cover up his own sin. Achan, in Joshua 7, he had what's called the accursed thing, what he had stolen. Achan had hid it, and it cost God's people the battle at Ai. You know, in Second Samuel 11, David tried to push his sin off, his sin with Bathsheba. He tried to get Uriah to be home when Uriah saw the need of war. Then finally he placed Uriah in the forefront of the battle to where it would cover up that the child that Sheba was carrying was David's. And of course, Nathan the prophet addressed that with David in Second Samuel 11 and 12, and how he dealt with David, how he talked about that little ewe lamb that was taken, and how angry David became. And then Nathan looked at him and said, Thou art the man. 
David tried to cover his sin, but it came to where it was unveiled through the teaching of Nathan the prophet. The passing of time, folks, will not cover sin. 2 Corinthians 5.10 reminds us that we all will give an account of our sins on the day of judgment. You see, the passing of time does not cover sin. As time goes by, things may be easier in which to deal, but sin that is unrepented remains there. How beautiful it is that the Lord will cover sin. That means He can't see it. We can't see it, and again, neither can He. What is hindering us that is greater than God's forgiveness and mercy? If I'm listening to this broadcast and I know my life is not what it needs to be, I need to stop and say, thank God I can make some changes. I need to pause and be thankful that my sin can be covered, that not only am I forgiven, but God covers my sin, that He is there for me. The psalmist in Psalm 56, 9, When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know. Now watch. For God is for me. Let's pause right here, dear friends. Let me ask you a question. Would you like to study further and see God's great forgiveness? No matter your circumstance in life, we all want to know more about God and His will. You're listening to this broadcast because of your interest in spiritual things. I tell you what I want to do. Let us here at the International Gospel Hour send you absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you can study in the privacy of your own home. That's right, it won't cost you a thing. We will not ask for one dime here on the International Gospel Hour. It's all absolutely free. Here's all you do. You call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave us your name, address, and just simply say, please send me the Bible study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at one 855 IGH 6988 and leave your name and address and just say, please send me the Bible study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab and leave us the same information, your name, your address, and then just type in, please send me the Bible study and we'll send it to you as soon as possible. Now, let's conclude our study back to Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2 And now let's focus on verse 2. Blessed is that man because iniquity is not imputed. Now that's an old English word. It could also be called compute. Notice that the man is blessed whom the Lord will not compute iniquity. Now iniquity is also defined as punishment according to Strong's Dictionary that we noted just a little earlier. God will not compute punishment upon the individual who is forgiven and covered. That's beautiful. You see, compute means to add up. God's not going to be adding up punishment when He's forgiven someone. He's covered their sins. What is there to add up when there's nothing to add? You see, what's beautiful, God subtracts sin to the one that comes to Him, and when God subtracts sin, He has nothing to add. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord computes not iniquity. That's beautiful. No punishment upon that man. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5.19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, 
not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Oh, what a beautiful picture, dear friends. Iniquity is no longer calculated for the one who is forgiven. Man has a better direction with blessed assurance. Again, I wish to pause and ask, what would be hindering us? Dear friends, when you and I look at this offer that God has brought forth, the man truly is blessed whose transgression is forgiven. He was as rebellious as rebellious could be. Uh, As in the old movie, Rebel Without a Cause, you would have been a rebel with a cause to be against Christ. No matter how far you go, God can bring us back. And when He forgives us, He makes it to where our sin is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And He can't compute sin that He is forgiven. Again, sin that is subtracted cannot be added by God. What a beautiful blessing by God. What He grants unto man. That is a beautiful, beautiful thought. Dear friends, that's why when we think about the words of Christ, to where Jesus in Matthew 15.10 told those that were listening, hear and understand. That's a great teaching for us today, for us to hear and understand. Christ and God through His Word has made it possible for us to simply understand His commands and His way of obedience. Jesus also said in John 8:24, Except you believe that I am He, you shall die in your sins. So we understand we must believe in Christ, to believe all there is about Him, to believe in His words of repentance in Luke 13 and verse 3 to believe in His words of confession in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, and to believe in His words and commandment of baptism in Mark 16 and verse 16, that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. And in Matthew 28, beginning with verse 19, the Bible teaches us that all power was given unto Christ in heaven and in earth, verse 18, and in verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. How thankful we are. And then the Lord wants us to live a faithful life for Him, just like He exhorted His church, the saved, in Revelation 2 and verse 10, to be thou faithful unto death and he would grant a crown of life. Now, what do we have so far from Psalm 32, 1 and 2? That man is blessed because his transgression, his rebelliousness, his his rebelling life, shall we say, is forgiven. No matter how bad, God's grace and forgiveness is greater. Embrace it and believe it. Man's sin is covered and God cannot impute or compute iniquity that he has subtracted. And now, let's conclude our study of verse 2, to where blessed is the man in whose spirit is no guile. Now, let's talk about the word spirit and the word guile. The spirit of man simply means one's life or the breath of man. That here is an individual now that as he is living his life, Forgiven of transgression, sin that is covered, 
iniquity that cannot be imputed or added up, that his life reflects no guile. Here's what is missing. From Strong's Hebrew and Chaldee Dictionary, page 109, guile is defined as treachery, deceit, false, idle, slack, and slothful. These characteristics are not part of the blessed man's life. You see, there's no more treachery. See, that was taken care of with the transgression that was forgiven. There's no deceit because his sin is covered. There's nothing false there. He's embracing the truth. He's certainly not idle or slack or slothful. He continues to walk faithful to God. He's not going to be slack and back off what God has provided for him to have, to embrace, and to use. You see, these characteristics are not part of the blessed man's life, as we mentioned. We are to lay it aside. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and, here it comes, all guile, and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He tells these newborn babes in Christ, the Christian, you lay aside that malice, guile, hypocrisies, and envies, all evil speakings. Now, dear friends, they had to be a part of their lives at one time in order to lay them aside. Peter says we have to lay those things aside. Oh, I have talked to people in the past, dear friends, and I hope we, you don't find this within yourselves, but individuals that Jeff, I, I just feel like I can't live it good enough. Well, dear friends, if we could live a Christian life good enough, then God would not have sent Christ to die for us. God has never asked us to live a life good enough. He's just asked us to be faithful to Him. When we lay aside that malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings, we lay those things aside, we work on them very carefully. And sometimes it takes a little time to adjust. The individual that has lived a life of transgression or rebellion, when he first obeys the gospel, there's going to be those moments he's going to fall or, or slip. But when he does, he needs to remind himself, I'm not going back to that kind of life. And God will forgive me, and we confess those sins, and we keep on pushing, and we keep on trying, and the more we do, the easier that life becomes. It's like anything else, dear friends. It's like starting a new job. We have a period of training, then after a while we begin to flow and know what to do. It's like going to school, something along that line. I mean, all Marines go into basic training in the service. All that serve in our armed forces do that very thing. And so what we need to do is lay aside that life knowing that it is gone. And to lay aside that guile, that treachery, that deceit, that idleness, and all that that we once did against God, now God has forgiven us through obedience to His will, and what we do is we simply live faithful for Him. We trust in Him, and day by day, we gain strength. That is something not to have guile in our lives. Nathaniel was praised by the Christ because he had no guile, John one forty seven. 
And there was no guile found in the mouth of man. In other words, it's not going to come forth. You know, we find this out from Revelation 14 and verse 5 and 1 Peter 2 and verse 22, that no guile was found in the mouth of Christ. And you see, when we live lives that there is no guile, that means that it's not going to come forth because our heart is right. In Matthew 15, verses 16 through 20, we understand that what comes forth from the mouth begins in the heart. But when we have that heart cleansed through obedience to the gospel, and we walk faithful every day, and we just simply serve God and trust in Him, truly blessed is the man. Now, let's summarize. Let's see how we are blessed. The one that rebels and revolts against God can be forgiven. Never think your sin is greater than God's grace and forgiveness. It's not. And when one is forgiven, one walks in the light, and one's confessed sin continues to be covered. We humble ourselves before God and thankful for His forgiveness. The Lord cannot compute or add up what He has forgiven and forgotten. Once again, when God subtracts sin, He can't add it back up. Punishment will not come upon His obedient children. They're walking faithful. They are His children, and He is our Father. The faithful child of God continues to grow by not returning to that life of deceit or rebellion, and He grows each day. There is no guile in His Spirit. That as He presses onward, breathing each day and living each day, God has forgiven him. Dear friends, as we mentioned earlier, the words of Christ, to believe in him according to John eight twenty four, to confess him according to Matthew ten, thirty two and thirty three, and to be baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, as we note in Mark sixteen, sixteen, and when Peter preached Christ, that was his answer to them when they said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those individuals were added to the Lord's church. Blessed is the man. Let's continue our study together another time, shall we? My friends, I'm Jeff Archie. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.